Hello everyone and welcome to the Pat Accountant Podcast with me, your host, Vicky Clark. I'm going to help you get to grips with your finances, save you lots of money and take the stress out of doing your tax return. So let's get going. Hello everyone. Welcome to this week's Wind Down Wednesday uh, or Cider Wednesday. My name is Vicky uh, and this lovely handsome chap next to me is called Lee. And we run the Pet Accountant, which is an accountancy firm that helps pet businesses all across the UK. Um, and as it is nearly Christmas time, uh, we thought, because there's going to be a lot of questions going around about buying gifts for staff, buying gifts for subcontractors, buying gifts for clients. What buying can gifts for your favourite accountants. Just Buying that. gifts for your favourite accountants, which always goes down well. Gin. Um and just buying gifts in general, whether you're a limited company or a sole trader, because it's a time of year that we see a lot of questions in all the various different groups asking about what people can put through and what they can't. Uh, so hopefully we'll answer those questions. As always, if you've got anything uh, to add or you've got any questions, just pop them in the comments uh, and we will answer them as we go along. So let's start with so the sole trader side, because I know the majority of people here that watch are sole traders. Uh, we will do limited companies as well. So, gifts as a sole trader, gifts yeah. for staff, clients, and subcontractors. Go. Okay, so <laughs> let's look at staff to start with. And when we say staff, we mean people that are actually on a payroll, PAYE, and reported to HMRC every week or month or bi-weekly, however you run your payroll. But they are people that are physically employed in your business. Doesn't matter whether they're part-time or full-time. There's no there's no definition by HMRC from that side of things. But as long as they are on the staff and not a subcontractor or um, uh, somebody that you say is staff but aren't on the payroll. Uh, so every staff member, you can spend up to £150, including VAT, um, on a staff party per member of staff. Now, it's really important that you try not to exceed that value throughout the year. So you could save the £150 all up for Christmas and spend it all at once and have a big bash, or you can have multiple parties throughout the year, but just make sure that the total combined spend doesn't exceed £150 in total for the entire year for that member of staff. And you can, you know, you can buy them, um, your sorry, you can take them out, you can pay for overnight accommodation, you can pay for transportation backwards and forwards to the venue. But again, all of that mustn't go over the the, the, the £150 per head. Um, so that's really important. If it does go over, it means that the member of staff will have a little bit of tax to pay based on the, the value of the party. Um, does that terms, include, does that £150 include if you want to buy them a gift, if it was their birthday or whatever? No. So right. what we have now is what's called a trivial benefit. And it doesn't matter whether you're a limited company or a sole trader, you can spend up to £50. Um, it can't be cash. It can't be alcohol and cigarettes. Uh, and I don't believe it can be, it mustn't be exchangeable for cash. So you can spend up to £50 um, per time on a gift for that member of staff. Um, so that's multiple times a year. There's no restriction on it. However, it mustn't be contractual. So you can't have it built into your contract that this is what you're going to give them every year because then it's taxable. Um, so it's 
odd as and when gifts to the value of £50 that you can buy at Christmas, birthdays, Easter, wherever you please. Slightly different for directors. Um, so if you are a director of a limited company, you are allowed a maximum of six £50 trivial benefits. So a maximum of £300 per year, um, which is great if you are a director because it means you can buy little things through the business and you don't have to put them through your director's loan account. So, yeah. So, so like an Amazon gift card, for example. Yeah, absolutely fine. As long as, you know, as long as it um, isn't exchangeable for cash and you, you, it's not alcohol and cigarettes. Fab. So staff, £150 per head for like a Christmas party, £50 for a gift that can't be alcohol, cigarette or cash. Fabulous. What about then, I know we've got Billy's just put a question and said, um, I'm a sole trader and bought photos and frames as gifts and also treat cones for the dogs. Also some dog-themed wrapping paper. Can I put this through expenses? Um, you've got to be careful there, Billy. You need to put some advertising in that as well. So get yourself some stickers with your branding on, uh, your contact details, add those to the gifts, and then the gifts become allowable because they're an advertising expense. So that leads us on very nicely to gifts for clients. So if we were to buy a gift for a client, how do we make that an expense or is it? It becomes really difficult because the, the mix between a gift and entertaining is such a complex thing to look at. In a nutshell, business entertaining and client gifts are not allowed as tax deductible expenses. You can buy them through the business, whether or not it's a limited company or a sole trade, but they are disallowed for tax purposes. So it's as if you never spent that money to start with and you'll be taxed on it. Um, there is no way around that. And like I said, the only way that you can give a client gift is if it is an advertising. So stickers, stickers, stickers. So, But does that still exclude like alcohol and stuff? Um, or not? So if I yeah. wanted to buy someone a, a bottle of gin and we yeah. just plastered loads of pet account lit stickers all over it, that's fine. The alcohol is really <laughs> tricky. Now, I think HMRC says no to alcohol. However, I have received alcohol from suppliers previously. So Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Lee, gets all, Lee gets, whenever we get gifts from clients, because <laughs> our registered office address is in Lee's office, he gets all the goodies and I get nothing. Absolutely diddly squat. We got finalised for an accountancy award that I applied to and he got delivered cake and biscuits. How does that work? Um, but there you go. Uh, please put what I need photo evidence that I've used stickers on the gifts. Not really. How do people, but then how do people know? Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah, cake to prove it. It's, so it's, it's down to you to prove it. And that's the problem with, it, with any HMRC investigation. You've got to prove it. So if you do take a photo, you've got proof, and therefore you don't have to worry. But the HMRC said, right, you've got you bought a creative copper bag. Oh, yeah. yeah, they were client gifts. It it would be on you to prove it, but how would you prove it if you didn't take a photo? Well, you've, you've got two issues there. The fact you've bought alcohol to begin with. Oh, well, okay, sorry, not <laughs> copper bag. I don't know. <laughs> A box of milk tray. <laughs> yeah. So you okay? So you've 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 bought. Um, I think foods excluded as well. In all honesty, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and that's what I mean. These rules of HMRC are so complex. Right. 
I bought so, the stapler. Right, okay. And I've not put my label on it and given it as a present. And HMRC said, oh, right, with their client gifts, how would you prove it? Um, did or didn't. Because you should have expe- you should have expenditure right. with invoices at the time that you bought the items. Whether you've got like branded stickers and other bits mm. and pieces that you can create these advertising packs. Yeah. So as long as you put your sticker on it, basically it's advertising and it's not food. Any basically any gift you'd want to give to someone, <laughs> like food and alcohol at Christmas time. What else have we got left? <laughs> um, Starlets, but I would take photos anyway to use on your socials, yes, evidence, definitely. social posts, them on. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, Emily's put, I've bought flowers for clients who've dogs have passed away and sent cards, etc. Is that okay? So that's a really tough one because my heart yes. but it's still a form of a client gift. Um, now, in those circumstances, I would allow that because he, I would still see that as advertising. Mm. Even it's in a very morbid sense, but it's that thing of sending the client that you care and that you're thinking of them at a very tough time. And that bunch of flowers means that if they do get another dog um, or cat or rabbit or, you know, whatever it is, that they will come back to you because they will remember that sentiment. So I would argue that case with HMRC, the fact that it's that the gift wasn't in, in order to you know, to, to thank the client, it was in a, in a time where the, the, the client needed cheering up and it was, yeah. of, of you know, it, just reaffirming your relationship with that client. I think sometimes, like, you've got to take a bit of a common sense for you and some, like, do you know what I mean? Like, they've got to update their bloody policies. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But Chocolate it, and the, wine. If you were buying a client a bunch of flowers every week or every month because they were a good <laughs> client then that's where that becomes a little bit of of of, of non-allowable. And, and also very creepy. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone to buy flowers every week now to creep them out. Before um, we went on, we didn't cover subcontractors. Oh, yeah, so, so I'm going with the questions. So if you've got uh, employees, the employees party is allowed, the trivial gifts are allowed, but if the person's not on your payroll, and we know you guys use a lot of subcontractors, unfortunately, it's not an allowable expense because, again, it's a form of entertainment and business entertainment is not allowable. So anything to do with gifts for subcontractors um, or, or casual workers, whatever you want to call them, if they're not on the payroll, they're not an employee and it's classed as entertaining and it's disallowed. So... If you take that person out with your employees, you can't cover their meal or their drinks uh, because they're not included in that £150 a head. So what you should be doing, and and, and whether I agree with this or not, is that you should be asking them for their contribution um, (laughs) to that party. Now, you might decide that, you know, that's unfair. You want to pay for their meals. You want to take them out. But when you come to claim that party, you can only claim the, the bits for your physical employees and you'd have to disallow the bit for the subcontractors or casual workers. And, and could you, you imagine that. Could you imagine being at a meal and being like, yeah, um, Sandra, uh, pay up. <laughs> Everyone else is free. Sandra, 50 quid, please. Thank you. That'd be it's awkward. one of the perks of being employed. Well, that's true. 
that's how you could maybe sway people to be on the payroll. They, they get a free Christmas party and gifts. Um, what about, um, so we've covered clients, staff and subcontractors. Is there any differences, obviously, other than what we've mentioned already, about around limited companies or is it fairly the same? It's pretty much fairly the same when it comes to gifts and and, and clients entertaining. Um, there's not very much variation in the in the HMRC legislation between the two of those. It's 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 HMRC layout quite clear. Anything to do with entertaining is disallowed, and entertaining is not taking them out to a nightclub. It could be absolutely anything with regards to buying the the the, the client or buying a supplier a gift. So I know I see a lot of people put through when they go for a coffee with a what. Like if you go for a coffee with a potential client, so I know a lot of dog walkers meet their potential clients in Costa or whatever for a coffee. Would that be liable or not? No, because the whilst the meeting may have been necessary for business, the again you've got to think you're you're wooing and you're entertaining the potential client. The deal doesn't hinge on you buying them a coffee, mm. and therefore your coffee would be allowable and you could put that in because you've traveled somewhere, you've met someone, you had to buy a coffee, you couldn't use the facilities without buying the coffee. So that Mm. bit's allowable. But buying the potential client or a regular client their coffee or their meal, that's not allowable. It's business entertainment, so that's disallowed. Very strict, aren't they? So there there is a a caveat to that. So if if a client is um, abroad and they come to the UK to see you, then you are allowed to claim it. But you see, again, different rules for different situations. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a wonder why people can't get their books right when there's like five different things ruled around the same idea. Um, so a client in the UK, no, a client abroad, yes. <laughs> right. Um, right, we've done that. What if you have a sticker maker and you do them yourself? Yeah, that's fine. That's it's fine. fine. Uh, someone's put uh, just candles, just one word candles. Candles. <laughs> candles. Candles. Are candles allowable? For who? Staff, suppliers, yourself? <laughs> uh, or. Do you just love candles? Who knows? Uh, Emily put not very Christmasy. So, oh, there we go, as a gift. Again, so it's, it's, it's the same premise. Put same premise. They have yeah, to so it doesn't matter. You, they have to be advertising for your services or your brand. As long as you can put advertising on them, then they are allowed as an advertising expense, not as a gift or client entertaining. And that's the important bit is that they need to be able to fall into that advertising category. Fabulous. Uh, one of my, this from Suzanne, one of my customers' dog died. They bought a blanket with photos of their dogs, a memory gift for them. No logo, but obviously their dog. Can I claim that cost? Again, it's kind of the same as the flowers, isn't it? And again, it mm. depends on cost. So, you know, if, if we're talking the same sort of value as, as the flowers, fair enough. But if we're talking like 100 odd pounds, that's when it becomes difficult to justify the the fact that if it hasn't got that advertising on there, was it a gift for a client rather than you know allowing it to fall within that advertising category? So it's a real that's a real tough one, and I would look on that based on the value of it. 
Mucker ducks. Hope that helps us on. Um, pause for a day. What about staff incentives like staff of the month, etc.? So, yeah, you can certainly run incentives, but remember the key point of that one is it can't be contractual. And as long as whatever you do is less than £50, including that, it's classed as a trivial benefit and not reportable to HMRC in terms of a benefit in kind. So that's where your employee would have an additional tax charge where they have to pay tax on non-cash benefits. Um so the idea is to avoid those. So absolutely no worries at all, as long as it's less than 50 and not contractual. If if so, you do offer a cash bonus for argument's sake, um, then any bonus or any commissions are absolutely taxable and should be reported through the payroll with the payroll itself. So if you wanted to run employee of the month, you could give 50 quid, could you give 50 quid every month? But it's not in the contract, it's just a thing that you do. Not cash. But not cash, a gift card, sorry. No, the gift card is potentially um, because it would be open to all members of staff. Um, and again, remember, if the same member of staff won it month in, month out, or you only had one member of staff, then it kind of <laughs> really That's a really good idea. Right, we're going to do employee for the month. I see we're the only employee. Congratulations. Yeah. Here's, here's an extra 50 quid. That would be funny, though. Um, Emma says, sorry, I missed the flowers, but not sure if we covered it already. I'm, I'm a training salon and gift my students flowers at the end of the course. Is this allowed? That would be fine because, again, the bunch of flowers should be less than £50. It's The £50 is the key here. Um, so don't let it exceed the £50. And it's classed as a trivial benefit. No issues at all in giving that to members of staff once in a while. But it can't be cash, biscuits be cash. or booze. Yes. <laughs> I was hoping to get a nice bottle of gin off you or something, but no. Um <laughs> That's a good idea, actually, the flowers. That's a nice idea. Yeah. Um, right. Have we covered it all already? I mean, it, it's, it's, I'm going to say it's a fairly simple topic, but there, there's some pitfalls within, <sighs> within the topic. Um, so it's, yeah, it's one of those things where you can easily fall foul of HMRC. And you have to make sure as well that the gift cards can't be exchangeable for cash because some of them you can, you can exchange like, um, you got to be careful with vouchers as well, like the love to shop vouchers and things along those lines. Um, so again, and, and if you're VAT registered, depending on what the, the 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 gift card is and when it would be spent and where it has to be spent, sometimes the VAT is reclaimable on them, sometimes it's not. So it does get a little bit more complex than than how we've summarised it. Yeah. So basically, fifty quid is your limit. No food, cash, or booze. 150 quid for like a Christmas party per staff member. Nothing for subcontractors. So they have to pay themselves. Yes. Um, yeah, and that's it basically. And oh, put your sticker on everything that you get. Yes. Sticker, yes. sticker, sticker with your logo and business name, et cetera, on it. Um, someone's put Christmas gifts for dogs. So I'm assuming like little doggy bags. Doggy yeah, biscuits. potentially. I mean, Put the label on. That is a, yeah, I mean, yeah. ideally that's what you want, is you want the label on that bag and then give the bag to the owner mm. with, the, with the Christmas gifts in it. Um, again, it's advertising your services. So as long as there's a label, absolutely fine. 
Mel's book, can I give my clients a gift voucher with my sticker on it? <laughs> you may struggle with that one. <laughs> Rather than peel it off, Mel, because then it might like pull half of the uh, gift voucher off. Um, brilliant. Right, again, guys, if you've got any questions, they not even necessarily have to be related to gifts once you've got us here. Um, any questions that you have if it's about your tax return, uh, expenses, anything like that, then please pop them in the comments because uh, we will happily answer them for you. Um, a few things from us, like I said, this is quite a short topic. It's fairly straightforward. Um, like I say, stickers, 50 quid, no booze or biscuits. Um, as long as you follow those rules, you should be absolutely fine. Um, would a business card suffice if no stickers? No. No. Yeah. I, the, the idea is, is that the sticker must be on the gift. I mean, it's the gift that you're giving not the business card. So it, it's that's the reason why it becomes advertising is because it's 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 branded with your branding. Do you have to prove to HMRC your gift has had a sticker on? So Natalie, we just had this very debate <laughs> earlier on. Um, and I guess, yes, you, you're going to have to prove it somehow. So whether it be a receipt for the stickers at this similar time, like Lee said, um, but yes, you, you would have to prove it at some point. If you were that unfortunate to, to get that question from HMRC, um, if you'd gone a bit extravagant with your uh, with your gifts, um, then you would have to prove it. I think someone said earlier on, you know, Charlotte said, take a picture of it and put it on your social media. It's a good social media uh, yeah. thing to show other people that you value your clients um, and you get Again, little gifts. It's advertising. Business. You're using it to advertise on Facebook. So it reinforces the fact that they weren't client gifts, that they were advertising. I mean, I did it when I first started the pet account. And obviously we, we can't do it now because there's just too many. You know, A, take ages and B, cost a fortune. But uh, when I first started, I don't even know if you know this. Um, whenever a client came aboard, I got these little um, like cardboard box things off Amazon and I filled them with some nice tissue and I put dog biscuits in, uh, chocolates, a business card um, and folded it up with a little pet accountant sticker on and then a little card inside that said, welcome to the pet accountant and used to post it. <laughs> but it got ridiculous. I had too many people dying. I couldn't keep up with it. But, um, I think I probably did about 80 and I had them all like spread and it just was so time consuming that I just ended up couldn't do it. So if you're one of the lucky ones uh, and someone actually put a video of their rats eating the dog biscuits on the social media. So there you go. <laughs> a bit of a random story. Uh, how, some Sonia's put how many 50s? As I tend to buy flowers when customers' dogs pass away, done two this week so far. So the, the these only apply to employees. So it's the trivial gift for the or the trivial benefit for the employees. There's not really a limit with regards to the fifty pounds on on the the advertising side of things. There is no limit, but you've 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 got to do it so that you don't take the biscuit with the value that you're putting through. First joke he's done. I got to swear there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know because I get told off. I have got told off. I uh, hope that helps, Sonia. Um, so, any more questions? Pop them in. Uh, I think we've probably done that to death now. Uh, the, the Christmas gifts. Like I said, use it to advantage. Use it on your social media. 
you know, ask your clients for a little video of them opening or giving their dogs the biscuits if you've given them biscuits. Obviously, if it's a sensitive subject, maybe not. But uh, for Christmas gifts and things, it's really good for your social media to put that on there. So use it to your advantage and you kill two birds with one stone then. Um, just a quick reminder to everyone, if you haven't done your tax return, it is due by the 31st of January 2024 if you're in the 22-23 tax year. Um, don't panic if you only registered after April this year, then it doesn't apply to you. Um, but everyone else, the deadline's the 31st of January 2024, where you must submit and have paid your tax bill uh, by that date. So there's no good submitting it on the 31st of January if you don't intend paying it on the 31st of January. Um, so just make sure that you get those in. Um, any clients of ours that haven't already sent their paperwork to us, please, 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 please. Uh, send it as soon as you can because this is probably one of the busiest periods that we get. Uh, we're off for two weeks over to Christmas and then obviously we're into January where the deadline is and we don't like to rush them. Um, so please, if you haven't sent us them, get them in. Uh, otherwise, you run the risk of them being late because we can only do so. That's one of the biggest things for us at the moment is, is the fact that because people have different way of keeping their records, a self-assessment can be anything from a few hours to a couple of days. And as we approach that January deadline, and if people have delayed getting those records to us, and we will have questions when we complete them, we've yeah. a bit of to and fro in. So things take a couple of days. And over the next few weeks, um, for argument's sake, I'm usually on limited companies. I've now been seconded onto self-assessments. So at the moment, I'm not even taking limited company calls. We've got Lindsay, a new accountant in that's, that's doing all the limited side for us, whereas I'm now literally self-assessment after self-assessment so that we can start to work through the pile that we have got. So if you are holding on to those records and you do want us to do them, you need to send them in to us this month because if they're any later, there is that risk that we're just simply not going to get through to them by the 31st of January and, you, and you'll be late on your submissions and, and HMRC will fine you if you're late on those submissions. So remember, our, our deadline was Halloween, but if you haven't <laughs> got it to us, you're running out of time. <laughs> um, and also, I think the last few years, obviously, HMRC extended the deadline, didn't they, because of COVID yeah, and things like that. Anything. They're not, I, I very much doubt they're going to extend it this year because there's no reason for them to do that. So. No. The, um, please make sure. Uh, we, we've noticed um, we've had a, a recent VAS inquiry. Uh, we've gone through a CIS inquiry. We're part of another group on Facebook with me and Vicky in that is just accountants and bookkeepers. And the chatter between other accountants and bookkeepers is that HMRC is starting to rock up at premises. So they're, they're back plodding the streets again. Um, they are tightening up on things. So I, I, I cannot see them extending the deadline or accepting illness as an excuse and unless there is chronic illness or or you know mental health issues that you can prove medically with 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 um doctors letters and etc um but even at that point they still will charge interest and 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 fines on late filings so please please you know if you haven't started that self assessment now is the time to start looking at it because they like I said they're not being as easy going as they was through mm. COVID. And don't leave it until now. Get it done in April. Just because you submit it doesn't mean you have to pay it straight oh, away. You've got until January. So if you're one of those that thinks, oh, I'm probably going to not get it done until January, try next year to aim to get it done. 
uh, in April, May, June. And then you've got all that time to save for your tax bill and the pressure's off a little bit. Yeah. Um, one thing we will mention, uh, because obviously it's Christmas and we haven't been here for a while, if you have been thinking about bookkeeping and whether you want an accountant to do your books rather than you taking the time to do it, or maybe you don't have time, maybe it's the stress, uh, maybe you just don't know what you're doing, you know, you want someone else to do it, then we do have a bookkeeping offer um, which will probably start, uh, well, should have started now. Um, we'll start now. It's zero at the reduced rate of £20 plus VAT. Um, the bookkeeping is £25 plus VAT an hour, so £30 an hour. And you will also get £50 credit with us to use towards that bookkeeping. So if you've been on the fence, you've been humming and hawing about it, or whether you just don't have the time or the inclination to want to do it and you want your books to be kept up to date, uh, then please let us know. Drop us an email either at the inquiries at petaccountant.co.uk um, or admin at thomasandclark.co.uk and we will get that sorted out. We'll book in a chat uh, and go through it. Um, that will only last until Christmas and then we'll stop um, because if you go into zero now and try and get it yourself, it's like 30-odd quid plus fat. Um, it's a brilliant software and we do it a lot cheaper um, and obviously there's benefits of having us do your bookkeeping and we also do the performance packs which will start next year where you will get a performance pack every quarter to show you how your business is performing i know bill put a comment on i think it was in his group about knowing your numbers and so many people replied on there saying they didn't understand their numbers or they didn't understand where the business was going take us up on the performance pack so you actually know your numbers and whether your business is making a profit, if it's making a loss, and you'll look at what those ch changes you can make within that. So if you're humming and hawing, let us know, drop us an email, give us a call. The number's on the Facebook banner in the group. Um, you can give us a call any day, Monday to Friday, um, and we'll take you through it. Uh, Natalie's put, is logging everything digitally on QuickBooks? <laughs> QuickBooks receipts and invoices, et cetera, good enough to use as bookkeeping? I mean, that, that that pretty much is bookkeeping in a very loose term. Um, I think Don't use QuickBooks. <laughs> you know, that's just, um, <laughs> see, it's, we it's, hate. It's sorry, Natalie. Like <laughs> I know. Sorry, Natalie. We just hate. We call it shit books. Like we stand <laughs> software, which is why I went up when I saw the QuickBooks. Um, How can I yes, explain? Like, in, so, in, in a, yeah. Right, QuickBooks is, yeah, yeah. depending <laughs> on what version you've got, it goes from bad to really bad. <laughs> if you've got the QuickBooks self-employed version, um, it's it's horrific and an absolute nightmare to get your, your stuff off there if you want to move software or if you or your accountant needs to make changes. They, they sell it cheap because they stripped a load of the functions out of it so that it it it's designed for a purpose to fit a budget, but it doesn't work very well. When you start to then pay the higher tier of QuickBooks to get a little bit more functionality with it, that's where you're on the same price as what Zero is, and you get a hell of a lot more with Zero. Like you get the HubDoc integration where you get the app, you take a photograph of it on the app, the app extracts most of the data, which QuickBooks doesn't do that well. 
Um, it remembers the data. It remembers where you coded it to, and you can send it straight through into Zero ready to do your accounts. Um, the way that you categorize expenses in the bank feed is similar to QuickBooks, but much easier and visually pleasing in Zero. Um, so once you get the hang of it, Zero is much quicker. But also, if there's changes that needs to be made, unlike QuickBooks, where you've potentially got to go into every single transaction that you've made the error with and do them one at a time, QuickBooks has tools available where you could change thousands of transactions in a matter of seconds. So it's it's more user-friendly with better tools, if that makes sense. So there's nothing wrong in terms of, of using QuickBooks. Um, it's it's designed for a very similar purpose to free agent and to zero. And it sits right in the middle of free agent being at the the cheaper end of the scale because you get it free with certain bank accounts. And for certain clients, it's ideal. QuickBooks sits in the middle, a little bit more expensive, but lacks some of the functionality and 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 and, and visual acuities with it. And then you've got zero, which is much more expensive top of the range but is has all the bells and whistles that you need so that's why we use it an awful lot because we we can the more we can cut down and the more we can um create bank rules and um get through the bookkeeping quicker the more we can save you guys money because we're not spending hours having to deal with one transaction at a time and clients come to us and go i love the bookkeeping but i can't afford it and the one thing i say is how many hours do you spend uploading your transactions, categorizing, trying to get them right in the accounts to give them to the account at the end of the year for them to go, well, this isn't right. That's not right. We need to have a little look and the fees are going to change because you're going to need several hours to fix what's wrong. Um, and we've had that, we've had that a lot, actually, haven't we, where we've let people go and do it themselves. And nine times out of 10, it's not too bad. You know, we do make the odd changes for you, but we've had some where it's just been horrific. And we've had to spend hours and hours and hours fixing it, which you then have to pay for, which then counteracts. You may as well have just paid for the bookkeeping to start with. So if we do the bookkeeping, we always do it on zero because of how Lee said it's a lot quicker for us to do it, therefore saves you time. Uh, we do reduce our fee for the self-assessment if we're doing your bookkeeping, so then you save money on that element. Um, someone's put, uh, who was it, Karen, do you offer discount on digital software packages? Um, not as a standalone, we, we don't. Um, free agent, like I say, you get free with a metal bank account anyway, and free agent don't give us discount to be able to pass that on to you to, to give you the software cheaper if you didn't have that bank account. And it's and the same with zero, unless we're doing the bookkeeping for you, that's the only way that we can get it cheaper. Z zero Otherwise, has an algorithm that our account manager is able to see and if a client is doing their own bookkeeping, any discounts that we have it, that we usually pass along is wiped off the account and the price goes to the same price as if you was to go direct to zero. Um, so the way that we do it is that if, if we can get a discount because we're doing the, the bookkeeping, and again, it's another way of you guys saving money, we pass that discount along so that you benefit you get the software cheaper, you can still log in, you can still look at your reports, you can still check what we're doing, um, but you you get it slightly cheaper. Um, so yeah, it's 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 only if you're with our bookkeeping side that we can that we that we can offer that. We did go through a stage um last year where we were yeah. offering that and we got 
caught out a little bit because we wasn't aware. No, we didn't know. Um, we didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> so we're being given like really cheap zero licenses out to everyone who wanted them, thinking, yeah, it would be really nice, have them all. And then zero were like, no, no, no. Yeah. And then charged us a fortune for them, and now we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, and it's actually costing us money to give you the license. Yeah. So um, we have had to go away from that and just say, unfortunately, unless we're doing your bookkeeping, you may as well just go to them direct. Um, because they don't give us any discount. Um, Karen, I will uh, make a note now um, and drop you an email tomorrow about that. Uh, I know you are a lovely client of ours, so I will just make a note, Karen, and I'll give you a buzz tomorrow. Uh, Natalie's put, would it be hard to switch from QuickBooks to Zero? Really depends on which version of QuickBooks you have. So if you're on the self-employed one, you can't pull that information across. Up until two months ago, you couldn't even upgrade the package with QuickBooks. If you start on self-employed, you had to take a brand new subscription in order to move up a tier to get all the the access to their, their, their better side. Um, so if you're on their mid-tier uh, books and your bookkeeping is good, we can use Move My Books, which is free with zero, and it will take up to two years' worth of data from QuickBooks and, and transfer it through to zero for yourself. The other option that we've got is because we're approaching the, the April, or if you haven't done your bookkeeping, um, we can set you up from last April, and we could spend two or three hours just bringing your bookkeeping right up to date for you so that you had a fresh clean install of zero back from april of 2022 and your your accounts will be ready to go um and that's one of the benefits that that quickbooks doesn't have is we have access to what's called cash coding where we can group transactions together so for argument's sake if all of your income was from stripe or or low pay for argument's sake we could spend 30 seconds grouping all of low pay together, telling the software that it was all sales and it could deal with like 1,500, 3,000 transactions within seconds. Um, so what we then generally have is because we're in the industry, we know the suppliers that, you know, the common suppliers. So we know what you're going to be buying from them. So we can categorize most of those. Uh, it'll just be the odd local ones or a couple of the unfamiliar ones where we'd have to come back to you and say, look, what did you buy from them? Or, you know, what's this? Um, certainly if you, you're using the business account for personal transactions as well, that throws things a little bit. Um, but again, Adam and Lauren, who's our, our dedicated book, bookkeepers, they are really good and they are just hitting the accounts really hard so that they're trying to get through it as quickly as possible to keep those bills down. Um, and they, like I said, they're, they're two little stars. They really are. Uh, Kimmy, uh, we'll, again, I'll drop you an email uh, tomorrow about moving you. Kimmy's one of our clients who wants to go from QuickBooks to free agent. Why? Um, Don't go zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll have a chat tomorrow, Kimmy. I've, I've put you on my list. Um, and even myself and Tegan will give you a shout tomorrow. Uh, or drop an email if you're not we'll talk to you through that that's absolutely fine um, I think that's it that's all I had on my list obviously Crufts coming up we all love Crufts um, hopefully we will have a stall again uh, next year in March so make sure if you are coming to Crufts um, that you come and see us because we're going to have lots of offers on um, freebies to give away 
um, we're in talks with a few of the companies that might be giving us some freebies. We're going to come prepared this year because we were a little bit unprepared last year. <laughs> we will come prepared with high vises so we don't get stopped at the door by an angry man who wouldn't let us in because we didn't have a high vis. Um, so, yes, we um, will come armed with gifts and promotions and free stuff that we'll only give uh, to people that have pet businesses and take and won't shout at children for taking the bags off the table. Um, we've, we've been in yes. touch with suppliers. We've got free agents, some goodies off free agents. Zero has been really generous as well this year. Uh, and they've all started being delivered for us now. So we're, 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 we're well and truly gearing up for this year's crops. Yes. So make sure you come and see us because um, uh, that would be lovely. We like to see, especially the clients. Um, it's nice to um, see you face to face. Obviously, we don't get to see many people only via Zoom. Um, so it's nice to actually see you in person and have a bit of a giggle. Might even have some fizz on the table. Uh, Sonia would definitely see us on the first day. Um, Waggy walks. I've done my first my self assessment and paid my bill, but I feel I'd like it checked. Can that be done later, like when you aren't as busy or not really? It's really difficult because we basically have to start again because it's not just checking your self-assessment. We've got to check your figures. So what we do is ultimately rebuild your accounts that you've put together that you use to build your self-assessment. So it is something that we can do, absolutely, but if that's the case, it would just be much easier for you just to pay us to do it to start with because we 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 put all those t- accounts together. We check all the balances. We keep a running tally as, as we move from year to year. Um, so, yes, we can. Would I recommend it? Probably not. I would maybe say, look, if you're unsure, come to us for next year's. Um, and then if you think at that stage, oh, Christ, I've done something wrong in, in the previous years, looking at what you guys have done for this year, um, then we can review it because um, that will probably save you a little bit more money rather than paying us to 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 redo it for yourself if there's nothing wrong with it to begin with. Yeah, so we've had a few people that say, can we just check it? And like Lee said, the amount of work we put in checking it, it'll cost you the same as if we just did it anyway. And it's the same process. Um, so we've had a few people that have done it themselves and their bills being like thousands, we've redone it and it's been less We've had a couple that we've redone it and it's been maybe like 50 quid less. Um, we never promise that we'll get it cheaper. It it really is obviously on an individual basis. Again, it could be that you've put your own wages through as, as, as an expense, in which case your tax bill would be higher. Be more. <laughs> because yeah. you've claimed for something that you shouldn't have. So it, it, it swings both ways. Yeah. Sometimes we save you thousands, sometimes we cost you thousands. <laughs> you know, it, it That's really, how we feel it, on the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had side one lady did it and she had a £5,000 tax bill and I redid it and it was like, I think, £1,100. And that was only because um, she forgot to add in like a van and things like that and, and didn't put all her expenses in and didn't realise she could claim for a few things. And obviously when I mentioned it and we then put them in, it brought her tax bill down massively. And like I said, some people just... Um, you know, want peace of mind when we redo it, and it's the same. So we will never promise you that. Oh yeah, we'll get your thousands off because we just don't know. It's, it's too individual, and it just really depends on on what you've done. Um, but like I said, if you want peace of mind, uh, we have people that can do you know their own self assessment, but they just want the peace of mind of us doing it, so they know if HMRC ever comes knocking that they've got that backup and they've got our support there. 
um, because we've done it. So it really just depends. Um, <clears throat> but if anyone says, do you need to fill in the attach form as easy, I'll shoot them. <laughs> Um, it's, it's it's one sure fire uh, statement will get you kicked out of the group. Uh, it does my tits in, but there we go. Um, right. Uh, oh, Sarah, bless you. Asleep at night and Lauren is amazing. I will let her know, Sarah. She'll love that. And again, yes, yeah, Sonia, we'll have a chat. That's absolutely fine. Um, right. We're going to leave it there. Me one me. more Ooh, thing yeah, before we go. We'll go, we'll go one more know. thing. Um, we've had a lot of clients try to book in calls with us lately. Um, looking to go to a limited company. Oh, yes. I think some of the advice that they're getting from different sources are suggesting that limited is the way to go. Um, The only thing I could say is there's no magic number in turnover-wise at at which somebody should move to limited. Um, It's done on a multiple of, of, of... um criteria that we look at to see whether or not it would be more tax efficient for the individual to move to a limited company now nine times out of ten it's more tax efficient for the people that we have spoken to to stay as a sole trader so unless somebody and look at it this way if you if your profits are relatively low you're in the lower rate tax band you don't have very much money after you've paid all of your your bills and you don't have that 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 cash free income to to you know put away for a rainy day you are probably more likely to best stay as a as a sole trader if you want the protection that a limited company provides and you're happy knowing that you probably will pay more tax because of that until you have excess funds to funnel away into a pension um, you know, and to be able to put through um, electric cars and, and buy those type of things through a limited company, then a sole trader is the best route for the time being. If you are adamant that you want the protections, then come to us. Have, let's have a chat. There are different things that we can suggest with regards to insurances and things. But if if a limited company is right for you, then we would recommend that. But don't just assume that the limited company is the way to go because there are certain things in a limited company that you can't claim that you can as a sole trader. Um, like your cars, for argument's sake, your cars are a big one. You use them all the time. You, you pick up dogs, you go from place to place. And you, we can, if you buy a new car, we can claim part of that as a sole trader. And what you get for it in terms of tax relief is much more valuable if you're in a limited company and you try to buy a car, you're going to be taxed extremely heavily. It's it's like night and day. So if you are getting advice and somebody is telling you go limited, go limited, just take a step back and ask why. What what are the benefits to you personally with your personal circumstances? And that's really key. It's why it benefits you personally rather than a sweeping statement of limited is better. Limited is not better. It's different. It can be more tax efficient. But nine times out of 10, at the moment, if you're a sole trader, you are probably better off and more tax efficient as a sole trader. You know, again, like Lee said, you know, if you're wondering, oh, do I earn enough? Then come and speak to us. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're clients, we are accountants. That is what we do day in, day out. 
is look at your numbers. We are the best person to speak to with regards to what you should do, you know, financial wise with your business, whether you should go sole trade, whether you should go limited company. We've had limited companies revert back to sole trader because it's yeah. just more tax efficient. Your accountancy fees, again, you might get accountants out there that go, yeah, be limited, be limited, because they get more money. Get more money. You know, a sole trade. A sole trader might pay £40 a month for their sole trader accounts. A limited company might pay £200 a month. You know, there's a massive, massive difference between the fees as well. And we don't, you know, we're very honest and open about it. And we'll say to people, no, it's not worth you being a limited company because the amount you're saving tax, you're paying accountancy fees. So then you're no further forward. So, you know, just make an informed decision research it properly we've got loads of podcasts about limited company versus sole trader the pros and cons of a limited company and obviously they change every year because things change um so please 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 don't make any rash decisions and go limited because we have so many people that have done that when they've started and they've either not done stuff right with companies house they've got fines you know it's costing them too much money they don't know what they're doing. They're using personal bank accounts. They're taking money out left, right, and centre. And it is a very, very complex thing. So please, please, please speak to us or do your research um, before you make any rash decisions. And like I say, there are insurances out there. Yes, limited companies protect you, but so does insurance. You don't need to be a limited company just for the protection. You know, some we're like, we're a limited company. Financial advisors will be a limited company because we're dealing with people's finances. And if we get sued, it's going to be costly, you know, so there's there's reasons. But, you know, unless you're a lethal dog room and waving blades around the public and accidentally kill someone, you'll be fine. Um, but, yes, on that note, um, any questions you've got? I think um, next week we may, we may change it, but we may well do a chat on knowing your numbers um, to see, you know, and get your guys' ideas of what you actually do to know your numbers. We can get uh, you and Jody on next week as well, so they can say hello to everybody because they should be. Well, they they may be here at this time next week. Who? Jody and Nicola. Oh yes, we will get some friendly faces on, um, and uh, we might change the topic. If there's anyone that wants a specific, it's been luck specific topic then do let us know pop it in the group and we'll happily discuss it if you've got anything in particular but it's nice to be back we will not be away for another five weeks um hopefully we'll have uh one every week now until christmas until we break up and like i said check out the podcast there's loads of episodes in there various different topics it is called the pet accountant podcast and if you need to email us then use the inquiries email which is on the group or just admin at thomasandclark.co.uk um, we do answer DMs on Facebook, but they do take a little while because we get inundated and it's quite hard to keep track of. So the best thing is to phone us or email us rather than DM uh, because they do tend to get lost. Um, so And I don't trust technology. So email or telephone and we will catch up with you guys next week. Go and buy people lots of gifts. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed my podcast, don't forget to subscribe for me. And if you want to speak to me, please visit my website at www.petaccountant.co.uk. And if you'd like to join my Facebook group, which is full of like-minded pet professionals, then search Accounting for Pet Professionals in Facebook and I will see you there.